business is. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo. Yo, yo. Look. Look. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Smack about yeah. two racks on handmade yeah. do racks. Assuming yeah. I'm rooting for everybody yeah. that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back. Titties, titties, big ass motherfucking titties. That's such a powerful song. This sounds like this sounds hella crazy to say big ass titties after <laughs> As we're rooting for everybody black. Hey, you look good. I'm rooting for everybody black, and I'm rooting for black titties. So you right. Know, it is, isn't it like uh, breast cancer awareness? I'm rooting for everything. Rooting for titties and black businesses and everything. Uh, sure. What's good, everybody? What's good, y'all out there listening? Good news, fam. Just a dope ass fam. Everybody. Uh, back in here with another one. Um, the good brother, Kyrie. Back What's in up? here again. What's up, people? What's going on, man? Shit, Kyrie, man. This is this is shake back episode. And everybody <laughs> been having you know weeks and this that back to back, man. I'm I'm really glad you're here, bro. Like, Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, man. You had a, had, a, had a scare for a minute. Oh, yeah. I had a, For those who don't know, I had a uh, little accident last Sunday after my show. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, man. Uh, dude, life come at you fast. Uh, yeah, listen. Shit just have. I mean, it happens quickly. And, um, yeah. Well, I, had, I passed out. Uh, they don't know why. It, um, it, um, all tests are negative for seizures and a stroke. And the eye specialist, but the eye specialist is saying he is very doubtful that I'll regain vision in my left eye again. Um, I'm staying positive because no, nothing's 100, percent so we don't True. know. True. I mean, like, yeah, you know, like it's, I don't know, it's a whole lot of shit. Like, just every day, like I, I, um, I follow like mad fucking, uh, like new shit or like upcoming technology shit, and like legitimately, I know people sometimes used to like, you know, somebody might think you say that just to be, um hopeful but it's really wild shit out here like yeah on a daily basis but yeah man that was that was crazy man but like just being and you know Kyrie is you know like us here like he was a, a new addition to the network but it was it was dope mm-hmm. to see like you know like people say you know we family we whatever but I you know I can see from what I've seen like just vouching like and just on some uh, other situations, like it is, it is like a real family vibe out here over here at the Good News. Very Network, much so, I, very much so. I fuck with it, man. Like I know I can speak for uh, E when I say we are really, really glad to be here, and it's good ass people here. So that was good. Like I said, man, it was good that you, good that you in good health. Good. That, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, because I, I don't know, man. I was, I was talking to uh, me and E had been like talking off and on like throughout the week and stuff because mm-hmm. we had a it's a group chat with me him and like one of our best friends shout out to justin and it's just like uh, i don't know what what it was but like between september october but it has just been you know everybody kind of you know you just kind of talk about you know funny stuff this stuff that stuff you just gotta be like you know so we were just talking the other day because he kind of been having you know just like everybody dealing with life like just this Right. This this past week and like the week before and like the week before that it was me doing some other stuff. So we was in the chat and our bro hit us with his shit. He was like, Oh shit, man. He's like, I just thought it was just me and we had to laugh and it was just like shit just I don't know, like shit just comes it seems like in in bunches. But Hell yeah, 'cause like when so while I'm in the hospital I call my dad 'cause you know, I'm not from here. So I call my dad to tell him what happens and he's like 
he just like, you serious? I said, yeah. I said, who the hell going to joke about that? <laughs> so then he hits me with, well, on Friday, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. I said, well, God what damn, life just, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, I just, I, I just stand by that. Like, it just, I don't know, things, like, come in bunches. But, I, you know, I feel like there's, a, um, I'm a big fan of, like, just balance in my life yeah. and balance. And so I'm like, at some point. The shit has to swing the other way. So All it's the just time. Like, yeah, right. so it's just like you just kind of, it sounds like some hokey shit that anybody says, but right. it's like you just got to kind of plant your feet because at some I mean, point really? the shit does, the will will swing back. You just, that motherfucker be punching a life, life for. Right, and I, I told the doctor, I said, well, I said, well, there's nothing I can do. I said, because she was telling me what the eye specialist told her, and I'm like, well, I said, well, ain't nothing I can do. I said, I can just roll with the universe. I said, if my sight comes back, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I said, I don't, and then I can do I can just roll with the universe. That's just my attitude. That's, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's, that's the best way to, like, I, I mean, that's like, shit, that's the only way you can <laughs> right. about it. Like, honestly. Because, like, I mean, I just can't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, not even, and not, not, like, people say that, I think, in a defeatist tone, like, it's the only thing you can do, but, like, it's really just, there's, I don't know, there's power in, like, sometimes just, you control what you can control. Yeah, but, right. And I'll be, you know what, and, um, one of my good friends, she taught me about surrender. You know, just surrender your shit over yeah. to the universe and just go. Yeah, man. Cause and that's what I really did. Like, when they told me I, I, I might not be able to see, I said, okay, well, you know what? Universe, take it. Do what you're going to do. Hopefully, you'll give me my sight back. Or at least some of it. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, because it's just, it's, it's trips how, like, um I don't know, something small like that. Like, at the end of the day, it's crazy. Like, that could have been something even Worse. crazier. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know. Like I said, it's, it just happens so fast. You know, and it, it taught me that life just happens so fast. Like the minute shit don't even matter. Yeah, that is man. That is a fucking theme for the week. Like just with your stuff, and then the stuff that like you know, like like I said before, like everybody else has been kind of hitting on here and there with just our own like regular just day to day lives and yeah. shit. Yeah, it's like man. I really like I've been sitting here just as since before we got the show the started the show. I'm just like, man, I don't even know what the fuck been going on this week, bro. <laughs> shit. I've been ripping and running, doing this, you know, checking in with, with you know, with my people and shit, which right. I see a lot of people post that and also shout out to uh Will because we'll be posting like a lot of that hardcore mental health shit, but he does. that shit like he between, on my show tomorrow. Oh dope. Yeah. Between like between him and uh Oh, oh shit, look the who man made it. of the motherfucking hour, man. Uh <laughs> You know, shit. I I don't know, man. I should, nigga need theme music, man. He pulled up. <laughs> and I was just, we was just talking about, bro. Just like life been slapping everybody across the ass, and shit, bro. Like so, but yeah, man. Like we we in here, we in here. One time for the one time, man. Thank you, sir. The great and powerful EJ in this. Yo, that is. I know I'm completely just off topic from whatever we were just talking about. <laughs> My nigga, he got the best shirt. Like when I say, bro. Oh, bro, that is. Oh my nigga, that is. For y'all who don't know, man, this this is. Oh, that's it's it's not just it's not just Outcast. This is stank on your Outcast. Oh my god, bro. This is the original. No, nah, this energy. Like we, I was just talking about like the group chat and just like niggas just had no choice but to go look. <laughs> niggas was in the group and just simultaneously talking about just back to back shit and it was just I I would say like. You know, like, I've known these niggas, like, for a long time, but, like, mm. your brother's your brother's, because we were just ending yeah. each other's sentence, like, 
Niggas can't sit here. Niggas got to get up. <laughs> niggas got to go to work. Niggas go in there, do some push-ups, fucking uh, eat a sandwich. Like, you just can't you can't sit in that shit, bro. So, yeah, yeah, man, for me, um, can't do it. It's the Mike Singletary. Can't win with him. Shit, can't win man. with it. For me, man, I, I can't. First off, sorry I'm late, y'all. Life, Shit. life in LA traffic is is two of the worst oh, things sh- in the world. Life in LA traffic. Um, to me, man, you know what? You can't you can't dwell on shit, bro. Like you really, really can't. You really, really can't. Like that's just really my mood right now. Like I'm just, I don't know, man. Like no, it's I- a different type of, um, I don't know. Some people wallow in the loss. Mm-hmm. To me, I celebrate the survival sometimes. Like when I come through my losses, like when I when I come out clean on the other end, and when I say clean, I just mean alive. Mm-hmm. Like in whatever condition I come out that bitch, like broken arm, shot, stab, whatever. Like I'm alive. Like I'm good. Like we we gonna push through it. So I'm gonna celebrate the survival more times than not. And for me, that's that's kind of the situation. Just you know everything that's been yeah. happening this week and everything. So for me, man, I, I celebrate my survival of certain situations. So I I look at what's up. I don't, I don't know, man. Like I just look at it that way. Like I'm just I. I truly just after this week, man, the nigga realized that he built different. No, yeah, I like realized, this. And some of your tests in life, some people need to realize that. Like, think back to what you was going through a year ago and, and recognize how strong you built. Facts. Sometimes yeah. niggas need to realize that when you in your current storm, think back to where you was a year ago. You was going through the worst <laughs> shit in your life probably back then too. You thought. Right now, you probably can't even remember it. True. That's one hundred percent facts, True that. man. Yeah. Like, like you know, what I'm saying sometimes you got to celebrate the survival and understand. Like, go through your own resume. Like, when you look at yourself, you should create that resume of yourself for all the shit that you conquered. Sometimes I feel like we forget what we overcome so quickly, and mm-hmm. we 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 hold on to our failures for so long. Like the things that we fail at, That's we remember true. them shits forever. The things that we succeed at, we skip right over them shits. I'm not saying living your successes forever, but sometimes you got to run down your resume when you get into like. Oh, absolutely! Like I when you're approaching people- that new that new that new endeavor. Like you need to sometimes run down your resume to yourself and remind yourself, like, yeah. what 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 is the criteria that you have that's going to allow you to overcome this? Like, I done, I done beat this, 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 and this, and now I'm gonna sit here and wallow about this that don't make sense. What am I trying? Oh, for for this is like a, a like a I'm trying to make an example, but not you know like trying not to get. This is my moment where I'm gonna pull like a super old EJ. Like, <laughs> I don't feel like getting anybody's shit right now, but it's been you know like just like I like like I've said before, just a week of shit. But like you're saying, like living your successes because. My favorite line is, you know, like, you can have your bad moment, but don't live in it. So when I was, um, like, we, like, the revolt thing is coming up. Yeah, so yeah. as, you know, you're doing the check-in and you're buying your shit, just something little, like, to, it was like, you put, they got a they got a thing where you can put yourself as an aspiring whatever. And I was just like, hey, man, fuck this, nigga, I'm on the radio for real. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like and that was, and that was in the midst of, like, the week before last. So, yeah, like, yeah. so, nigga, I'm in there and I just, something just said, and it felt just like what you said. I was just like, hey, man. Fuck this! I do this. Like I'm, I'm in here. I do Come this on, for bro. every week. I'm on the radio. Like Come I'm on, not, bro. I'm not aspiring shit. I'm out here. Like you going my nigga. Look, they they gonna feed you humble pie till you die. Like sometimes you gotta remind yourself and remind you ain't gotta be cocky. You ain't gotta be arrogant. But the facts is the facts. Like, I think state the facts ain't no bullshit. Like that's, that's sometimes true. we gotta do that to people and even to ourselves. You gotta do that to the motherfucking mirror you once in a while. You gotta do that to yourself. Yeah, you yeah. gotta look in the mirror and tell that motherfucker like, oh, you don't you don't know what I've done. Right. You don't know. You don't know. Let I me run it down for you. Sometimes you got to remind that person. Yourself. Yeah. 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 yeah for I real, think for there's real. a bit of like an oversaturation of you want to be humble. You don't want to be like an arrogant person. But people, I think, like we just said before, like before you walked in, like the term balance, like people just. But I think that's why we have an oversaturation of depression yeah. and all of those things yeah, is yeah. because nobody is allowed to be confident anymore. Yeah, like people don't. I don't think people know how to you, balance that out. Like there's yeah. confidence and then there's yes. arrogance. It's not the same thing. Yeah, and I At think. At all. No. 
I think people just don't know how to balance it. And I think that's why we now we see so many people that are sad and need so much outside gratification is because you're not allowed yeah. to like yourself no more. Because if you like right. yourself, somebody feels some type of way about you. You cocky, you arrogant. And I think that's that's the problem now. That's why everybody looking for everybody else to like them. And that's why everybody else needs Instagram. Right. I don't give a fuck about nobody else because I like me. And people, right, people are looking for validation. I always say... Mm-hmm. If people, soon as you realize the validation is really for parking only, you'll be better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kyrie, you better pass yeah. that collection plate. Yeah. Ooh, Ky- Kyrie better. got caught on bulls. Boy, boy. boy. And that's a fact, man. Like, to me, and that's just it. Like, I like my motherfucking self. That's why I got two pictures on Instagram. I don't need y'all to like my pictures. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, I like my own self every goddamn day. Every time I find a mirror, I double tap. Like, I don't give a fuck about, I don't need outside gratification because that shit going to come and go like a motherfucker. Like he said, that validation yeah. is really only for parking, my nigga. Like, you cannot be looking for other people because it's going to be times, peaks and valleys, bro. Peaks and valleys. When you in that valley, you in that bitch by yourself. You in that valley, you in that bitch by yourself. Ain't nobody around to, to cheer you on when you in that, that moment. Nigga, that moment, that dark spot. Shit quiet. Exactly. Nigga, boy, it's quiet. It's Ain't quiet. nobody around. It's just quiet. dark. Nigga yeah. ever heard dark? Oh shit, this this really quiet. Nigga this ever boy. heard the dark? Yeah. Nigga know how you know how you, you know how alone you gotta be to hear the dark? Alright, nigga. Fuck around and find out. Ain't nobody oh, around shit, in the chip. You, you ain't, make noise. Ain't no double yeah. tap. You be in here talking and shit. Ain't no double tapping on no pictures. Ain't no sending no DMs. Ain't nobody gonna comment on no pictures. Ain't nobody gonna send no texts. Ain't nobody gonna comment. No ain't none of that. Time. It's gonna be quiet time, bitch. And if you don't have it yourself. I think people should have this type of um like what you're like what you're talking about. I think people should have a bit more of those moments. Like I feel like there's a bit of people like there's a lot of positive shit up, but there's not enough messages I think to talk about embracing like really really embracing. Hey man, this mm-hmm. shit suck. Because off the on the like you just said like on the other side of like you just said you check your resume. That is you on the other side of. Hey nigga, I'm I done went through some hard shit. Like yeah. I'm. I'm built, I'm built, you yeah. know, I'm built, I'm kind of built in this motherfucker. Like, you don't really know that if you've never had, and ain't nobody saying go out there and be like a fucking piece of shit, but you have, like, life experiences and just hardships are not something to run from. I feel like a lot of it is promoted people run from those, and you, you should have those. You, you want to know why? I bit. always say this. I say niggas want to protect their perfection. See, you don't want to experience nothing in life because this idea that you have of your own, so like, your own idea of your own perfection, like, you've never fucked up anything or any situation. But that's because you've never, like, I hear people be like, I ain't never been dumped. Well, how many relationships have you had? Three. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> what? But what? You ain't never had no experience doing, you ain't lived enough. Right. I be like, I'm like my granny now, keep living. Like, that's the problem is that we run from these experiences so often because we want to protect that perfection because that, again, we, we, we have to keep that validation from everybody else. And when you do that, you got to, it's like, it's like being a boxer. Like, if you lose a fight, all the critics is going, all the analysts, they're going to talk about you. Oh yeah. God. Everybody want to be Floyd Mayweather. Everybody want to be undefeated. Nobody want to be Muhammad Ali, the greatest, even though you got three, four losses. You know, I got People really... fail to realize everybody want to be Floyd Mayweather now. You undefeated. You come out this bitch clean, undefeated, because they don't want they don't want to take the loss and hear what hear what comes with it or deal with what comes with it. Picking yourself up. No, that just that just sparked my mind. It is something. I swear, I'm not like the most. I don't know nothing about the stars and shit. But it's something with this month and this pack. Because fucking shout out to Arrow Spence and like you know and his family. Because oh, dog, yeah. God bless that man, bro. It's just shit happening. I was like, I saw that. Like I was, I can't, like I was the other day. I, I think I was. Didn't I put that in the group? I was, like, I was talking to Jay. I've been so disappointed. Yeah, I was group. talking to Jay about it. But, like, I'm in the, I'm, I'm getting my car. I was just changing my oil. So I'm talking to my, because I go to the shop a lot. So I'm talking to bro, and he, you know, he saw the cap. Shout out to the good news. So he thought he was going to hit me with us. He just starts talking. He's like, did you hear about Errol Spence? And I was like, nah, man, I know. Like, he had a fight or something. And he was like, nah, that nigga showed me the videotape. And I was like, 
in what world does like it just all kind of started, you know, me and my dumb ass will sit up and think, think. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we just talked about you. I'm like, bro, it's too much shit going on. Something cool got to come out. Somebody got to drop something. No, yeah, like I was telling Jay and when we was in a group chat and we was all like putting those problems in there from the month, I was like, you can't win the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when shit was going too good, I looked like I, I braced for it. Like I braced for it. Like unfortunately, like what my impacts were, like what I, what damage I took was like the worst possible damage that a person can take. But for me, it was just like I knew it was coming. Yeah, I literally shit. have won all of 2019. Nigga. That shit did come in levels. Like literally was- won all of 2019. Right. Like I haven't had nothing in 2019 happen to me. Like in no area of my life, like relationship, well, work that that I can consider even like that's that I can consider not a win in 2019. Well, that's great. Yeah. But it's like you said, no one wants to lose. And it really, it shouldn't be counted as a loss. It should be a lesson. And it's in them, t- it's in them lessons or them losses that's what builds you. It's yeah. not the wins. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's why I say, like, that's why I came here and said this week. Like, this week made me realize, like, I'm, I'm, I'm built different. Yeah. Like, I'm built different. Like, we'll talk off air about everything just because, like, publicly on air, I don't, I don't, you I'm not ready shit. to say. Right. Yeah. But for me, like, it was one of them things that it shake you to the core. Shake your foundation, and it, and for me, I still came out like as whole as possible that you can come out from that situation. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was one of those things that, and not even not even I was saying it. Like I was just going through my natural processes, like while going through the situation, and other people around me was like, "Yo, my nigga, you are a whole different animal." Like whole different. Like those those people in your life that have raised you, that always look at you as a child. Like mm-hmm. they see me go through the situation, and they was like, "Nigga, you are." You're different. You're different. And so it, it's that shit right there that make you, sometimes, you know, other people will see it on you before you see it on you. Sometimes That's you'll true. be sitting there thinking you the, you in the worst shape in the world. Other motherfuckers be looking at you like, Kyrie so goddamn strong. I don't know how this nigga doing it. I don't know how the fuck he doing it. Like, nigga, this, I don't know how. But it's like, to you, you just like, nah, nigga, I got to get up today. Right. I just like, got to get me. up today. I just got to be Kyrie. Yeah, like, y'all amazed by this. This is me and this is what I know. Yeah, I think I, I think in certain situations people are just used to I guess how they would handle it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, like given any honestly, anything in that group, anybody else, you would hear them like Oh no, without know, a doubt. You oh. would hear them like fall out or it's whatever. It's on Instagram, like, it's on niggas. Yeah, if you depict oh, if you depict any, any any of us, any of us out of that group, any one of those situations they'd have been like, We the but it's like okay, it ain't like you don't have your and it's not saying like you don't have your moments because for me personally, like shit comes in waves. You be Chilling, laughing, then you know you fuck around and get a sandwich and poof, and then nigga. But the thing about I don't Boy. know, I, I think to me the only difference is people like like to live in the poof. I just yeah. nigga, you stand there, you let it wash over you, then that shit will end. There's no way you can sit in there and even the way you stay when you can't be all extra awesome all the time. You can't sit there in that while all if you sit there for like I don't know whatever your allotted amount of time is, you're trying to be there. I don't make right. permanent, I don't make permanent decisions on temporary emotions. Exactly. You're I don't make yeah. permanent decisions on temporary emotions. That whoosh okay. of emotion that you catch sometimes is a temporary emotion. So I'm not going to make a permanent decision mm-hmm. to be sad about that temporary fleeting moment. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to deal with that moment and I'm going to rock with them punches to make sure I don't get too much impact and I'm going to go through my moment and then after I deal with that, I'm going to celebrate the survival of that moment and that's going to get me back going. Hey, I like that. That part. The like part that's of the whole point is that I will never ever ever decide to be depressed over something that is temporary. temporary. I that think is my whole pay thing. attention to that small piece of like 
you have to find all you have to find you know in every win there's a loss and every loss you have to find the dub like the fact that you just said was really to me really potent like I, I celebrate that I survived that whoosh. And no, like, and it's no more losses. Like, I'm like Kyrie right now, man. It's no more losses. Only L's we taking is lessons. There you you go. either win or you learn something. Yeah. For twenty, the rest of 2019, 2020, and the rest of your life, you no longer lose. You either win or you learn something. It's a bar. Because the game is to be sold. It's never to be told. It, what niggas ain't never understood about that is when the game is to be sold to you, you pay a price for that. True. So True consider that. that your fucking lesson, the game being sold to you. So whatever you learn, it comes at a price, bro. There's nothing free in this world. Mm-hmm. Nothing. That's information, that's cars, that's clothes, that's houses, that's pussy, that's dick, that's whatever it is that you like. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing in this motherfucker free. So understand something. There's no more losses. You're going to pay for everything. So why not just consider that whatever, whatever, you, whatever you feel like you lost, consider that as a, as a lesson for what you got to learn. Like, nigga, I done, learned, I done lost money. I done lost a whole bunch of shit. I done lost lump sums of money where niggas be like, damn, bro, you, you, I'm like, I don't, no, nah, I'm good. Cause that's all I, that's, I only have to pay that much money to find out that that person was a fuck nigga. <laughs> exactly. That was a, that was a cheap lesson for me. In reality, like what I could have really lost dealing with that person, like to me, that was cheap. Mm-hmm. That, that little bit of whatever I lost or you consider lost, how I learned that I need to stop fucking with that person to me was just yeah. a lesson. And that lesson was worth probably whatever I lost. Cause it wasn't my life. It wasn't my health. It wasn't my well being. So I, I, I can't. I can't harp on it too much. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, like that's that's some, that's one of the things that was on my grandfather's favorite phrase. He's like, "Don't get mad over money. You just bought that motherfucker for insert that's amount. It. That's it. Like, yeah, okay, I rented you, bitch. Yeah, that's that motherfucker it. just got bought for two fifty. A motherfucker got bought for five thousand. Whatever the whatever, whatever the number that price was, was. motherfucker just got bought. That was your price, and it's okay because yeah. everybody got one. Everybody got one. For some people, it may be more. Nigga, come off me a million dollars. Kyrie, goddamn it, I, you know, hey, hey, man, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I mean, nigga can't. I ain't gonna let nigga kill Kyrie, but they like if they like, hey man, uh, for a million dollars, I need you to uh, get Kyrie kicked off the station. Hey Kyrie, hey, hey. <laughs> so hey. your price is a million. Hey, that means your price is five hundred thousand to leave the station. But you got, you get what I'm saying, though, right? Because <laughs> what we gonna do? We gonna figure it out. But you know, a nigga bring me a million dollars, I gotta go to Kyrie and talk to him about the situation. Like, hey Kyrie, they want me to get you kicked off the station. They got a million dollars. Like, everybody got a price. I don't mean I don't love Kyrie. Yeah, I'm just admitting to this nigga. Got, yeah. Somebody bring me. Look, that means Kyrie got to go to the For, t- for TJ, it's $10 million. Like, a nigga come to me, like, $10 million. I need you to split up with TJ. I'm like, hey, TJ, you want to make $5 million? Yeah. Like, that's just going to be. We got to split. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, just bro, it. But like, I'm a, hey, man, fuck, man. The Just a Dope Ass show is over with. Welcome to the EJ and TJ, TJ show, though, nigga. Exactly. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> goofy. Like, yeah. So that's that's my whole point, though. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say every, everybody has it. Like, everybody has it. So you got to understand something, bro. Like, you can't be mad at people. Like, you just got to understand you bought that motherfucker for that. You bought that lesson for that. Everything is not forever. Nothing, nothing that you ever going to experience in this life is forever. This life ain't forever. So how the fuck you going to expect anything in this bitch to be forever? True that. Yeah. Nothing about nothing is forever. So sometimes niggas got to understand just not a loss. It's a lesson. It's a lesson. Whatever the lesson is, if you lose something and you feel like it was too early, that means you didn't maximize it when you had it. That that's the problem sometimes. That's the problem sometimes yeah. is that when we learn our lesson with certain things, that's why we take it as a loss is because we didn't maximize everything we knew we could get from it. Even that is a lesson, mm-hmm. right? But that's that's your lesson. You yeah. taking it as a loss now though because you, know you feel like maxim- you lost the person you- and you lost time. But the lesson in that loss, quote unquote, is that you need to maximize your time with people and situations yeah. and things. You lose a job, 
that guess what? That wasn't a loss. That was a lesson that you need to get your ass up and come to work on time and not sit at your desk and complain about, oh, I hate ooh, this job. Get on my nerves yep. and ooh, this and ooh, that. That's your lesson about that, that you need not to complain because guess what? You was complaining like, oh, I can't do nothing with this $22 an hour. Now guess what? Now you're 14 an hour. Boom. <laughs> or, or broke. Yeah. Or at zero an hour until somebody else decides to, you know what I'm saying? Like, Put your own, yep. My nigga, sometimes you got to just, you know what I'm saying? Like niggas gotta understand sometimes that you gotta just appreciate the situation. If you if if you don't like it, you gotta change it with positivity, not negativity. You're not gonna neg yeah. your way out of nothing. It's the only thing's gonna change. No, like, yeah. even, that, even that right there. Like well, even what you said about the job scenario. Like everybody seems to whatever. Like if it's bad for you, either you get fired or honestly, my nigga, like maybe that's your sign. It's to one go of do two some things. The universe, the universe, God. You need to go do what you need to. You hit. They. This is how I was going to work. I don't know who you, I don't give a fuck who you care to believe in. And with all due respect, I'm sorry to say fuck in, in the same context as I'm about to say religious names. But God, Buddha, Allah, Jesus, Beyonce, Beyonce um, <laughs> whoever the fuck people believe in, to? who the gay people pray to? Elm John? Whoever, Beyonce. Y'all, y'all pray to Beyonce? Black gay people pray to Beyonce. Like, y'all, <laughs> I don't, but yeah. Yeah, I get what you're <laughs> But what I'm saying is this. I don't give a fuck whoever, whatever, however. If you are not making the moves that you are supposed to make, mm-hmm. one of two things are going to happen. If you don't make the move you're supposed to make, whoever you believe in, whatever you believe in, will push your ass the mm-hmm. fuck out. That's right. Now, if it push you True. out, this is the problem, though. Nigga ever been pushed when they wasn't ready? You ever been pushed when you wasn't ready? Yeah. You're going to fall hard. Yeah. You're going to fall hard than a motherfucker. You ever just put one foot in front of the other and walk out somewhere? Either you're going to fall <laughs> You ever or just gonna... walk out on your goddamn own? C- compare f- getting pushed and falling out of a situation to just d- deciding that I'm going to walk the walk fuck out, out this bitch on my own. What's and the pain in the two? you walk out on your own. Exactly. But see, you know, the problem is, Kyrie, when, when you gotta when you walking out of somewhere, you know what you got to do? You got to get up out your chair, and then you got you to gotta pull your pants up. You got to pull, you gotta pull you gotta, forth the effort. You have to, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's effort and preparation that go right. into walking. But if I'm pushed, push, push, then I'm, just, it's unexpected. But if I'm, I'm pushed, then I'm going to follow what my mama always taught me as a child. And my mama's words, when she left my father, she said, either I'm a sink or I'm a swim, and I'll be goddamned if I sink. And that's me. But some people, everybody don't have that, though. Everybody don't have that. So sometimes I just be telling people, like, you know what's going If you know you're not built for the war, just, mm-hmm. just make your preparations for your peace treaty. Like, get your preparation in order for your peace treaty. If you know you're not built to be picking yourself up off the ground, just put yourself in a position to never fall all the way down. <laughs> That that's all the fu- and if that means that you got to make sure you know when to walk away from every situation in your life, you understand the concept that nothing is gonna be permanent for you. Niggas that try to hold on to shit for everything was the niggas that get pushed down all the fucking time. You gonna get pushed down every. You gonna get pushed every time you try to Yo, hold on. People to that try to ever. hold on to everything, then the people that's scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is, like you, you'll never know nothing better. Right, and you scared to fly, and you can't get nothing new because you holding on to every damn thing. You holding on to something because it's so good, but what you realize, you maxed that out. Do you think yeah. the people who, like in your scenario, the people who are like, um, like you said, not built for the war, kind of like the people who are scared to get pushed because they don't, do you think they're minimizing <clears throat> their ability to grow and move forward? Because if you're always prepping to never get pushed, you'll never fall, but you'll also never learn how to get up and go nowhere. Like, you're, I feel like right. your ceiling is very low. I was like, you scared. Yeah, like you, because you'll always have, you'll always have your safety net because you'll always be, okay, I can get out of this, I can maneuver, but I feel like you kind of, those are kind of those people who, um, like you said with the relationship thing, I might I be, might be messing up the scenario, but you won't maximize out of people because yeah. you're so prepared for them to fuck up. So I'm going to keep you here. Up, oh, you fucked up this. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Instead of just maxim, like I, I was like that. Like yeah, I know yeah. that personally. So I'm kind of in the mode now of I will maximize my interactions with somebody, even especially like in a romantic sense, 
And I'd be like, eh, nigga, if it fall over, I ain't going to die. It'll hurt, but I ain't, it ain't going to kill me. So I feel like, I don't know. Do you feel like that's the same? That's how I, that's how I interpreted it. I don't think, I mean, you fear what you don't know. You don't know if you can right. do this. You don't know if you can overcome something. You don't. So you fear that, though. You fear that not knowing. Like, for me, if something is new, but I know I can do it, if I can relate it to something I've done before and be like, oh, um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I can I can jump that. I can jump this far so I can play basketball. Or mm-hmm. I can jump this high so I can play basketball. Whatever your correlation to something is, sometimes that allows me to be able to be like to not fear it as much. But when you completely don't understand something at all, like, I always tell you, like, there's things that we know we know, and there's some things we don't know we know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some shit I know in this world. I'm like, I know I don't know that. I ain't going to fuck with that. But there's some shit out here that I don't know that I don't know. Yeah. Like, those are the fucking things that you that, that scare people. Right. Like, if you know you don't know something, that means you know enough about it to go research it and learn about it. Do that make sense? Yeah, totally. But if you don't know something about some shit you didn't know nothing about, like you just didn't even <laughs> know this existed, and then somebody's trying to teach you about it, I'm you still trying to grasp the concept. But like, that's like if a nigga run down and be like, "Let me show you the." That's uh, like, like conversations about God. But that yeah, that's like a nigga running. I'm okay, cool. I was gonna use something just in a broad. No, sense. No, no, that just sounds like how anybody has a conversation about. Yeah, God. but that's like somebody saying, "Let me show you the immune system of an alien." You like, whoa, aliens exist? Mm-hmm. Whoa, hold on, whoa, yeah, niggas ain't tell us aliens exist. They're like, focus, Kyrie, focus, because mm-hmm. this is where they sneeze. You're like. No, but this nigga exists. Yeah. Like, you would be like, that's what I'm saying. And sometimes that shit right there fucks up niggas like they can't even. And and I think that is what people fear, is that I don't even know enough about this to learn nothing about this to be able to master this. Okay. I think that is what niggas fear. And sometimes, to me, for some people, I'm going to say, just speak on my for myself, that, to me, is the perfect experience to me. Because that that lets me come in as a clean slate. When I come, if I if I know I don't know something about something, I have a preconceived notion of why I never learned it. Do that make but sense? See, yeah, but then, but you're willing to learn. Some people yeah. ain't willing because they know what they know, and it's like. But this is my whole thing. If you didn't know nothing about this at all, if you're a clean right. slate, you have no accountability in this, so you don't have to worry about failing. Do that make sense? Yeah. Failing only comes with the expectation. Mm-hmm. If you have no expectation for anything when you're walking into something completely new, like I've switched career fields. Like I was an insurance agent and now I work in IT. For me, I didn't, I didn't I'm not going to say I didn't know anything about IT. Granted, I was, I was pretty computer savvy. I didn't know anything about corporate IT. Right. So to me, I was a complete blank slate just walking in and I understood that and I let it be known to people. I was like, I don't know what I don't know about this. Like I'm, I just know computers and I don't know what the fuck I know. Like I don't know this corporate environment shit so i didn't have no accountability or expectation on myself so my first boss that ever like I, that i had in a corporate environment he was like oh you ain't got to worry about failing because i know you don't know shit so i have no expectation for you See, that was cool yeah but i'm saying that's what people fail right. to realize is that more times than not if you have honesty with yourself and honesty about the situation that is what uh, that's what eventually you're gonna get yeah. Mm-hmm. That's eventually what you're going to get. Like yeah, people, people, people don't have, have an expectation it. if you admit the truth, but it's when people lie to themselves or skirt situations and things like that. More times you're not even going to get into a situation. You, you're just going to fear it. You're not going to take those risks to make that career change or make that leap in your yeah. life. And that's usually how you end up progressing is you you leap of faith. You end up going out on something that you don't really know mm-hmm. and you just you're just going to take that chance. I think people have to kind of embrace the idea like I've been working, like, I'm saying this as somebody who's worked on it himself, and I'm not saying I'm there, but I've, I would say actually for years, like, just this thought process of embracing, like you said, I don't know, you don't know what you don't know, like, just flat out change, like, the idea that there are things that I don't know, the things that are 
flat out uncomfortable uncomfortable to me. Like I'm embracing like I'm cool with not knowing shit and I'm cool with jumping into a complete barrel of unknown shit. But you know what? For a lot of people, that becomes contradictory to everything you've learned in your whole life. When you find out you don't know one thing, that becomes contradictory to everything you've learned in your whole life mm-hmm. because this is why. You go through life feeling like you were properly prepared for everything you're going to encounter. You realize in life. you were not. Mm-hmm. Then you come come up and get something that makes you realize that you were not. So when you find out that you're not prepared for everything in your life, for me, that starts a whole trickle-down effect of now I have to look at who prepared me for life. So Mm -hmm. now I looked at you with the scope of perfection because you prepared me for everything I had ever encountered. Now I've encountered something that you didn't prepare me for, which now makes me reflect upon your parenting and go, ah, there is at least one, one flaw here. So there may be two, there may be three, there may be four, there may be five. Like they, there may be other flaws in your parenting. So now, looking at that, the flaws in your parenting. Now I have to look at the idea of flaws in my parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this starts a whole different. This opens this Pandora's box of things. Sometimes yeah. people don't want to see one imperfection in themselves because you you have to open Pandora's box to examine and see why don't I have this? Why don't I know this? Why don't why don't I know how to hug somebody? Why don't I say I love you to people? Why don't these things happen? And then you have to fuck around and go, wow, my mother never said these things. Like, mm-hmm. you always felt like mom's is the greatest person. But then you, you like, have to go back to her, but not her, but what her experiences. Her, huh? what, mm-hmm. Why is she like this? See, I think that's, like, I've turned, like, to me, that's, at one point, it started out as something that I was like, it made me uncomfortable. But now, it's kind of something that fascinates me. Like, if I, you, you, yeah, you but you got to, but yeah, I feel like people have to. And I'm not necessarily I'm not really talking about this room, but I think if more people were to embrace it from a sense of it's going to be uncomfortable. But on the other end of that, you start to like I understood me personally, like I started to understand me and my father's relationship is never been like terrible, but we've had our ups and downs for real. It came together once I was like, okay, let me look at me. Now looking at me, I got to look at him. Now if I look at him, I got to look at what and like that brought about conversations that I only was able to have with him. One, as a man, but I wouldn't have had those conversations if I never was able to look at him. All right, all right, I'm no longer mad at you because I'm looking at you through this lens. And he was like, honestly, motherfucker, you're right. And my dad just, I got lucky enough to have a dad who was like, I'm going to do that work you did myself through you. So it just, I don't know. Right. Yeah. And you have to, right. And I, I was going to give, I was actually going to get the same example between me and my father. Mm-hmm. For like some things we went, well, our relationship, it used to be terrible. Now, now we're best friends, but it used to be terrible. And mm-hmm. then my mother is the one who said, you need to know why he is the way he is. And I was like, and, I, and like you said, some people don't want to know things. I'm like, why I got to know that? What the hell is that going to do? My mother said, if you learn where he was, then you'll know why he is the way he is. So I did, and we had a conversation, and I learned about his um, childhood. So I want to say this to everybody. If you don't deal with your shit from when you was a kid, it will affect you as an adult. One thing my mama used to always tell me about people, she used to always tell me, watch who you mix and paint with. She I like say, that. Why, why are you mixing paint with? Yo, black women got so many Let me tell you something, man. Like, like watch who you mixing paint with because of that very reason right there. Is that you might look you might look pretty and you might look nice mm-hmm. in your jeans and your hair look nice and you smile good and you look good on Instagram and you got a nice car and you work at a nice place. But did your mama ever say I love you? Right. Did you have a daddy in your house? Do you know the value of a man? Do you know the value of a woman? Do you understand family? What is your idea of being a father? What is your idea of being a mother? How do you plan on treating your kids? Do you believe in chastising? Do you believe in discipline? Do you, right. What What is it that... Those are the things that I was taught. My mom used to fuck some pretty hair and small mm-hmm. like, like mm-hmm. you know, 
Right. Ask these questions because you got to watch who you mix and paint with. Like you have to know these things about people. You yeah. have this disconnect with your father. So now your husband, he's going to, he, what about if you don't have the same um, value on a man that you should have for your husband because you had a disconnect with your father? You look at, you see yourself not in, like, not even in the femininity and the, the solidarity of your mother. You see yourself as a rock in a relationship like that. So your opposing mate, now you're going to look at him with the expectation of the flaws of your father because of what you grew up knowing. And, and the idea of the the first relationship that you ever seen and knew and grew up in. Even what you just That's said true. about, like, do you know, um, <clears throat> one of those things you said, do you know love or do you know how to say love or express love? Yeah. Like, people will, like what you just said, like somebody will not necessarily understand not to say that your love, like your expression of love, is the fucking cornerstone of it, but you don't understand love because of your background. You've never really understood what love is. This is not soft. This is not some shit is not clingy or what. Like that's love, my nigga. Like you don't know love, and it's not mm-hmm. a diss. Like you've never mm-hmm. experienced that, but you've never taken the time to inventory yourself. Like, but I think that goes back to where I say that people will then protect their perfection in the mm-hmm. idea of I do know love and I'm only going to deal with people who agree with my idea of love. <laughs> yeah. You right. get what I'm saying? Those are people <clears throat> who normally don't make you step up and progress. Those are people mm-hmm. who just settle for you. And that's protecting your perfection in your mind. You don't want to deal with the fact that, hey, I don't know this. I don't know this the way I think I know this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I, I curb the results. I'm going to only deal with people. Who, who will settle for what I'm offering or and think that's that's um, acceptable. Instead of going out here and really going to get what I want and understanding I'm going to have to step up to get that. Right, get what you want and also get what you need. Yeah, without a doubt. But then sometimes, and then people do the thing where they curb their the idea of what their needs are. I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. Right. Like, I've, I've heard men literally because the idea of them not wanting to step up who they are as men and progress who their their progress the women they were pursuing as partners mm-hmm. they will then dumb down their needs as men and just be like oh i don't need no woman who just i just need a woman who gonna who gonna shut up and fuck and, and just be she gonna <laughs> chill and she play place that like right will dumb down everything for the simple fact that but because we're men we don't say you know we need that emotional connection we don't say that we need that support that you know you want your woman to support you. You want your woman to be there for you. But that's what one thing I said there on my show. Um, I love about black women. Black women will hold you down. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I think that just that just comes with yeah. the. But I think the expectation of how much we expected them to hold down is way too high. I think it's men like we have that expectation of like black women gonna hold you down. So whatever flaw I got, she gonna hold down. And sometimes I think the reality of how much weight and how many flaws we expected them to hold down is way too fucking high. Yeah, she can hold down seven flaws, but why have her hold down seven flaws? Let's just have her hold down one. I, I think the definition. How about of that? Let's just do one flaw. Needs to be but, changed too. Like well, dealing, yeah. yeah, dealing with my bullshit. Because I ain't saying me. hold like down. This, like holding down, holding down. Just to, to use us as an example, holding down would be if, all right, man, you and me got a real opportunity, and like everybody on the good news got a real opportunity for this to just boom, but. We got to sit on whatever the fuck for the next six months and really kind of like niggas got to eat ramen noodles. That's holding me down in yeah. the sense that there is a goal in the of this. Holding me down does not mean I come up and say, look, bitch. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I bust I you in the I got somebody head. else pregnant, bitch. Yeah, I'm I need pulling, you to help I, yeah. me with this baby. Like, yeah, that's, that's not, not holding, holding down, down nigga. Nah, like, not that. doing you dirty. But, you know, now, hold, but my thing is holding me down is like, look, I'm, I'm about to go back to school. So my hours at the job yes. might get cut a little bit. And we live in, we sharing an apartment. 
Right. I, for for the next six months of this semester, I, I'm going to need you to accept that we can't go out every week like we used to. That's right. holding me down. Right. But then a lot of dudes, a lot, a lot of black dudes, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll have that at home where she done held you down, you let you go back to school, you come up, you done graduate, you got everything, got your degree, then you done got this great position or your own company. I'll say that. Got your own company. He will, and my, I got this my mother. She, this happened in a woman, her job. And, uh, Got his, got his couple together and everything. He came home one day and told his wife, look, I need somebody who's on my level. Went and got Becky. Mm-hmm. Now, if anything happens, see, this is this difference between black women and white women. If anything happens to him in that job, Shaquisha going to hold him down. Mm-hmm. She's going to be there. She's going to go get her job, do whatever she got to do, hold that house together. Mm-hmm. Becky going home to her daddy. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. But so why is Becky looked at as a prize? I always want to ask straight black dudes that why is Becky the prize? You want me to tell you why? Hold on, let me let me uh, get, let me get this real quick because I'm I'm an I'm an athlete and I played football my whole life, and I really came up in the environment of of this. Let me tell you why. Becky is considered a prize, and she's considered to be on a certain level or of a certain esteem because it is. All right, um, Becky doesn't come with as many scars as a as a Shaquisha does at that point. Mm-hmm. And let me explain with you what I mean as as many scars. More times than not, when you get a woman that's of that stature, if she gets a guy who has starts a company or they usually met in a high school, college environment. They met in some type of educational environment. More times than not. You get a Barack and Michelle met in college. You get what I'm saying? Right. But what was her role to college and what was Becky's role to college or her Becky's role to get in the same room? Like they both end up in the same room. But what was her role and what was Becky's role into that room? Becky's role was her daddy knew the senator. So she just got an invitation to the party. She was a plus one to the party and got to come in. Shaquisha's Shaquisha's was uh, she had to go to college. She had to do this. She had to work it, work her way up, intern at this place and then come in as an undergrad and then got a grad. Like whatever her. It's so she got a story behind her. She She worked her way. It's so much more to that though. So the seriousness of 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 Shaquita or whatever you want to name her, her seriousness is always there. She never wants to go back. She never she she's always just on like on top of what we doing and how we moving and you can't do that and you can't do this and you can't do that. But for that man, I've worked to accomplish a certain level of success. When I finally accomplish that, I want to. I want to enjoy that. Shaquita's not the one that's going to enjoy, not so much enjoy that. She's going to focus on making sure we never lose that. You know who's going to enjoy it? Becky. Becky, who's never had to work for shit in her life and has had everything given to her. She's going to jump from daddy who gave her everything to you now who want to give her everything. In your mind, you like, I just want to share a good life with somebody who knows how to enjoy it. In her life, she's like, in her mind, she's like, I just want to have everything handed to me and he's willing to give it to me, so I'm going to go. But if something happens, you don't think about that. Because right. you're now invincible. You've grinded all the way from the hood or whatever your situation was to become this multimillionaire or own my own company or be my own boss and not have to answer to nobody. I'm never going back. It'll never happen to me. I've learned from everybody else's mistakes right. and it'll never be me. But you done. So now I'm just going to enjoy the rest of my life as a millionaire. But now you done. Let's just give a scenario. Just saying. Yeah. So you ain't got all this. You're multimillionaire. And I'm not saying all that to say any of it's right. I'm just explaining right. insight from people I've talked happen. to that literally. So done now it. you done. Now you done blew all this money because you know we'll buy. Extravagant shit. Yeah. We go out and buy six because we buying shit from when we were seven and eight and nine yeah. and ten and eleven. We buying shit that we seen Kumo D with, and we we buying shit that we've seen people from our whole right. Like, we life. got six thousand dollar belts, eight thousand dollar pants, and ten thousand dollar shoes now. Yeah, yeah. 
and Beckett's enjoying this. But if anything happens to that contract, if you if they your team cut you, your building, I mean your um your company collapse, anything can happen. Now you got to start all over again. Shaquisha gonna be that chick that's gonna help you start over. All right, baby, let's pick these bricks up. And let's rebuild. Becky going back home to daddy. Those are things you have to learn. And those are things. Those right. are those. those and that's what I'm saying. But <laughs> like why your, don't we just realize that? What you're talking because about. everybody feels like they Becky is different. Everybody always feels like their situation is different. different. Mm-hmm. See, let me tell you something, Kyrie. There's a million ways for bullshit to come at you, but it be niggas that know three hundred thousand of them ways that feel like they know the whole game. So you might have mastered 300,000 of them, but guess what? It's 700,000 over here that's still going to come at you, and you ain't never even heard of them, don't know nothing about them, don't know how this game goes. That's, that's the problem that end up coming. Niggas be knowing A, B, C, D. But what about E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, B, B, Right. You get what I'm saying? Those be what knock niggas off. You'll never know the whole game. Now, that's what every niggas fail to realize. Every nigga go get they white girl and make sure it had one more thing than the last nigga white girl had. But yeah, guess what? She still complex, don't have everything you there's need. Like, there's complex, not complex, like compound issues with this. Like what he's saying is a product of you would get into like you would get into more psychological and black issues because it's like what yeah. he's talking about is game that he was taught. But if you don't have a father in the house, if you have all of these socioeconomic issues, you never get to all the game that he might have been taught, that I might have been taught, that you might have been taught because your upbringing. Because your environment doesn't pursue you well, just want to get out of it. I wouldn't bring nobody white home, but that's me. But, that, but what I'm saying that. is, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you yeah, have some second daddy. generation bi- exactly. You somebody taught you that. You have some guys that are biracial, and now they, you know. Well, I ain't talking about them. And to the and to the you have some guys who just parents dope, made well. Just dope, uh, just dope ass podcast community. I'm not knocking anybody with who you date. Date who you date. Love who you love. My only problem with interracial dating is, and I always have to explain this, is the black people who have a problem with their own race because like i hear black his sisters and i hear gay dudes say the same shit you know i don't date black this i date strictly white because of this xyz that i don't i can't get down with that no you can date love who you love but i think that's people living in their pain of their bad experience is now taking over the is not the blueprint for everybody else yeah because like for me like i i can't say that like i would I would judge you like, you know, if love is love, if you met this motherfucker and you were genuinely in love, then it is what it is. But I, I know what I love. I know what my blueprint is. I know what I'm coming out in the gate with. I think some people use that. You know what? I think some people use that excuse. Like, like one of my cousins, like my cousins, they, well, exception to me, (laughs) are all with somebody Caucasian. So one of my cousins, his baby mama, who, who is a trip, but like I told him, that's your fault because you, you did some shit though. So trip. now all of a sudden he can't deal with no more sisters. So now he's just strictly Caucasian. I got a problem with that. I think that's just a comfort zone thing. I think we put too much emphasis on the comfort. So let me let, let's do this. Let's do this. How about this? How about this? So ain't no sister good because this no, one. Da, 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 okay. Okay. I'm not gonna say ain't no sister good. Okay. My preference has just become this. So Kyrie, what type of man you like? Brothers. I'm not saying that. Let's t- let's let's remove race. Okay. Tall, short, buff, skinny. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I really don't discriminate. My thing is my number one factor is intelligence. Okay, so now dumb dudes are sitting there, sitting around like this. Kyrie don't want to date us because I ain't the smartest <laughs> nigga in the world. Kyrie don't want to fuck because with me because I, like I ain't to no have genius. Nah, so because I can't talk about everything in the world, it's everybody's gonna. Fu- but what it is is that that's just my type. That's just my comfort yeah. zone. That's just what I become accustomed to. This is the. This is just what I. For some niggas, I, I don't know what it may be about white women. That's just their comfort zone. That's just really okay. their comfort zone. 
I'm I'm not gonna say why it's their comfort zone. I'm not gonna but say. Why, okay, well, yeah, we take race out of if you if, if, well. We well, make people. race such a big thing, but sometimes let's remove race. And like we said, we always look at a byproduct of something. Let's go to the root of something. A a byproduct of why you date her is is the the is she white? But what's the root of it? Is it a certain characteristics that are exhibited by a white woman? And for you, you just haven't ever encountered a black woman that exude those same characteristics. Because there's a black woman for, for every type of woman there is for any other race in this world. That there's would, a black that woman would be, for her. See, that would be my rebuttal. Like for if you're, every if you're type dating of, her because she's white, you're dating her because she's white. Yeah, but and that's I my thing. No, no, I mean, I take that back. Like not, not any white ask, woman, but if your track record is white women, you like white women to me. No, if your track record is white women, you like a certain characteristic of white women. What is that characteristic? White. Because it's no... Well, from what I hear, and this is what I've heard from several straight dudes that date white women, they don't... um, They have less of an attitude, they don't talk back, and they're less ghetto. That's what I've heard. So this is my whole thing. You've only encountered one very, 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 very... But No, no, I'm not saying you. I'm talking about about them men. If if I heard a man say that, I would say you, you, you came in contact with a very, 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 very small sprinkle of a percentage of black women, if that's the only thing you took from them. But I don't think it's even that. I think this is just me. Go ahead. This is me, my opinion, that I always tell people this. Dude, this opinion is better. Kyrie Snyder not the Just Dope Ass Podcast or the Good News Radio. I think a lot of black men who date white women have mama issues. You got a problem with your black mama? Me personally. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say mama issues. There, there are people who I've encountered in my life, and I'm not saying this as somebody who has not dabbled whatever. And like I said, if you love who you love, I would never. Yeah, have y'all dated white women? Dated? Okay. Dated? Dated? <laughs> Yeah, dated? dated. I don't know. Yeah, no. dated is a tough word. Like I know there's some that I'm cool with and we've interacted. Like, I'm not like, saying like a, it messed around. No, 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 I no. date. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what I'm dated. saying. Date. I'm. Re- that's what I was thinking in my head. Like dated. Like I was. That was me thinking. I'm sorry. Not not like that. But um, I don't think I've ever dated a white. I've dated women of other races, but nobody who was just like, oh, I'm from the, like my from the Caucasus Mountains, and no, I've never dated a white woman per se. I guess I'm. I guess I'm yeah. different. I guess I'm different. Like it was. It was da- like we was chilling. So I, say, I. I mean, people have different words for dating, but we kicked it for a long time. Yeah, I wouldn't say dating. I've chilled. Like I've kicked it. Whatever your verbiage kicked is, like yeah. I've interacted with a white. I've woman I've interacted before. with a white woman before. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah like really. Okay. But yeah. it was. But it was. I need to. I. I'm me personally. Like I'm never. I'm the type of person. I. I need to know why I don't like something. Well, see, that's okay. my point. Like, you see, for me, dating is like dating is not me. always. Yeah. I fucking. I'm like never you. just gonna be like. That's kind of my like. Okay, yeah. we can kick it. I need to see what this is. Yeah, I need like, to know. Like to me, dating has always been the interview. To me, process. that's the same well, thing as this. To never date a white woman and, and say I don't like women is to never like white women is to never ever go around no gay people and be like fuck them gay people. They be trying to rub on your butt and do gay <laughs> shit to you. You ain't never experienced it to know it. Well, people say that all the time, and, and like I tell, and like I tell most of the straight dudes that say that, that say that kind of shit, I'm like. They be ugly as fuck, and I'm like, you be the safest motherfucker in the whole club. Oh, but nice. that's another story. Yeah. But, but I'm saying conceptually, how you can judge something and yeah. never ever had no experiences with it, that would have been the well, this, same okay, thing to this me. Okay, this is me, and never this is me. This is why I white. said this is me, and I guess it's. I, now I would say I guess I'm like my daddy in more ways than one. I can be cool because I, I I'm cool with some white people, some white people. I'm real cool. <laughs> with them. Yeah. But I don't trust one enough to date. Now when I moved to L.A., I put the O and Ho. So I <laughs> I made my rounds in LA. Gang. <laughs> and um and I went around the gambit, but I never had nobody white. I've done had Korean, Japanese, uh Filipino, 
uh, Caribbean. Uh, you just like fucking and people then. who season their food. You not so you funny Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, I'd have, I'd have had the gambit. Puerto, well, I, well, Puerto Rico. Well, that was in Vegas. Whatever. Puerto Rican, but. Because the state line that is a different situation. <laughs> but nobody That dick don't count because it was in Nevada. That dick don't count in Nevada. <laughs> well, that, that, well, it don't count anyway because it was whack. But, ooh, I don't was, watch uh, not on this show, Kyrie. You sorry. <laughs> you say that for tomorrow. <laughs> put that on tomorrow. But, yeah. <laughs> I just never had desire. I don't know. I just never had the desire. I don't. I, don't, I mean... <laughs> For me, it, it wasn't. I don't fetishize it. Like I'm, I don't make it a fetish thing. Like, where and I like think that's white. what they do to us, though. Yeah, yeah probably. Reason. Like, See, to me, that, there's certain that things that were, a problem of mine before. But that, like, I think that's everybody, though. Like, yeah, I think like every, I'm getting my black fix. Bitch, you get the fuck up out of here. Like, right. I think that's everybody, though. I think you can encounter Latino people that have a fetish, and Korean people, and Asian people that have a. Like, if you, if let me tell you something, you ever date a Filipino person? Not dated, but yeah. you ever been around some Filipinos from yeah. Long Beach? <laughs> Them is niggas. <laughs> Them is niggas. Well, I mean, okay, I can so, give you so a today, new, but today, one of, today, one of them, and then her, she called me nigga. I would be like, ah, I can't do this no more. Right. To, I don't want you to do me, that. Exactly. That's the same appropriation that I just be you. Just be you. Right. Don't, don't, don't try to be what you think I'm. What you think I want? Right. Yeah. No. Don't try to. That's my whole that. point. Yeah. Is I think I I I think every I think there's every race does that to a degree. Black people are the most imitated people in this world. So I think everybody right. and I think everybody's gonna do that. And everybody wanna be black until like it's time to be black. Yeah, everybody wanna be a nigga until it's time to be a nigga. Paul Mooney, yeah. God bless me. That's that's a fact. But my whole thing is that I don't I don't make that a thing. Like I don't I don't okay. even and I hate how people say that. Like I see But you it. think we fetishize fetishize them as well? Of course. In what way? Like I hear like like success. you hear people all the time like I'm gonna get no not even success. Some. I'm gonna get me some white friends because you niggas don't know like I heard niggas is splitting the bill. You go to dinner and gotta split the bill. But that's that what I mean by that is the blackest thing ever. Like white people do not split bills. Okay, what they do? So one person just get it. One, I, got per- it. I got it. I got it. Tom, Tom. That's Tom. what I mean by success. I feel like they think it. white people so live they, like this. Exactly. But, but what I'm saying is, life. for whatever life. reason, you aspire to have it. It can yeah. be a supreme life. It can be that you feel like they avoid. Now, is it they don't split the bill or they don't do like we do? Because we will micro that bill. It's I only thing. had three ha- croutons on my salad, so I'm paying this $16. It don't matter. It don't matter what. You, however you want to slice it, they don't have as many hassles when okay. they got to go out. They can just go out and be out. They don't have as many hassles. White people have more fun. They I don't drink. like that either. Woo! White I like just splitting stuff. it. Let's just split it. How much is it? Okay, let's just split it. Yeah. So my whole thing is that it's so many different things that, that we all, like, I think we all fetishize everybody. Like, when we all talk about going to Dubai and it's a whole bunch of different money out there, like, we expect every A-Rab got A-Rab money. Everybody from the Middle East got A-Rab money, got oil and Bentleys and that shit ain't real. Everybody think they finna right. be Rihanna and go find him a billionaire boyfriend because he got a beard and, and an accent. That's not real. Like, we fetishize so many other people, too. Like, we fetishize Asian people. Me, let you long time. You expect Asian girls to be docile and, and, and weak and submissive. I want the billionaire. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we expect. But I think black people, we just think everything comes in a certain package. Black people, we that's why we invest so much in aesthetic and optics that if somebody else can give us the aesthetic or optic that we believe success looks like from them, then we good. We believe in the chain and the car and all that. But. I think, well, okay, when I say fetishize, fetishize, like, you hear white women and gay white men, they always want some BBC, that's what they always But say. this is what I'm saying, though. You can't, black people are the most beautiful people on this world. True that. We are, if you wanted to fetishize looks, you would be fetishizing black people. 
You wouldn't be fetishizing nobody else for looks. You fetishize other people for other things. If you think I'm lying, really sit down with a man who date a black man who date white women and ask them. It's gonna be because they think they submissive, docile, like you said, no yeah. attitude. But it's not because they have money. It's not because they're beautiful. Of course not. You've never heard a nigga sit there. Oh, because white women are so <laughs> beautiful. Because if you was really looking for beauty, you would be fetishizing about black people. We fetishize different, but none of these fetishes are going to be, more times than not, these fetishes are very rarely going to be appearance. You're never going to hear a black dude be like, oh, I love them flat booties. <laughs> I date white women because I love them flat booties. Yeah, like that's niggas, never like, going to happen. Niggas are that's up. not how it goes. Niggas are gas up a white I love chick it because she don't talk back. Well, white women, well, white women are building their boobs Accent. up now. And you know why, everybody, though? Everybody because niggas shit. found out, guess what? I can have the best of both worlds, and I can have a white girl who don't talk back, and she can have a black girl booty. Mm-hmm. But it ain't never going to be a black girl on. booty. But yeah. Even, even yeah. that even that I can add some GMO. Though. I can get some GMO black girl booty. I can add some, some nutrients and some preservatives <laughs> to it. But like it. we said before, Corn syrup. Like, I think we were talking about, like, the, I don't know. I think it's about, like, the perspective, like, the narrative that, like, white women don't talk back. I think sometimes, like even that, yeah, I, that's and not I, really. yeah. I feel like we talked about this like early on, like the the idea of like because it's been bounced around here, like the idea that black women like are really mouthy. Like I think that I don't know. Like I think it should be more focused on people to have for both sides to have a perspective of the opposing party. Like you look at black women and go, she's not mouthy. Her life is a is way different than like Becky's. Like Becky had like. And Becky might not make Becky might be like really. That's how many woman. scars she got when she showed up. But you yeah. can't convince me. You you can't convince the white women if, if y'all get into an argument. One of them times she ain't gonna keep, pop that N word. Like she's like that's what I'm saying. Like they like they like I think nigga. That's what I'm saying. Niggas have this perception in their mind that they you have conflict in relationship. That's yeah, how this shit works. I think niggas don't want to deal with. Maybe on the because Patrice O'Neill had a joke about it. people really sleep on the knowledge that was Patrice. Shout out to the guy, but like. On the front end, he's he had this joke, and it talked about on the front end, white women were more pleasant than black women. And on the back end, there's nothing like a black woman's love. But on the mm-hmm. front end, you deal with, and the things he talked about, really you deal with, maybe there wasn't a father in the house. Maybe she did have to do more because she is a black woman. You know, mm-hmm. she, she's gone through much more in her life. She's, you know, might be a single mom. She's got to hold shit down way more or way more often than a white woman would. Yeah, and I th- or I just think it's balance. And, and nigga, I, yeah, I just think niggas don't like black black dudes don't see that perspective. And on the flip side, there are things that black men go through that white that people don't understand. I think it's two so things. you just are viewing it through your lens, and now you have this idea of what they are, and it's not true. I think it's two yeah. things. I think it's what you just said that white women are more pleasant on the front end than on the back end, and I I think that's because of this. I I think black women are more pleasant on the back end. Because in reality, they know how much they're going to hold you down. So I don't have time for all this other shit. I'm here for the real shit, nigga. I don't yeah. have time for your other shit. I don't have time for uh, anything else that you're going through. Because right. I'm going to hold you down when you lose your job, when you get cancer, when you do this. So right. I don't have time for you to be out here creating no extra shit for me to have to hold down for you. I don't need you to be out here creating no extra babies, relationships, none of that shit for me to have to hold down. And all you're going to say is, okay, and go right up here and do just what you said. But no, 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 that's not always true. But I say that because it's, it's just balance. If I'm going to hold you down so much on this back end, on this front end, I can't have all this for you. White, white women, on the other hand, they're going to give you everything on the front end because I'm going to leave if you lose money. So I'm just going to treat yeah. you really nice yeah. right now. Because she ain't going to tell you that. But. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is that it's, it's kind of, I'm not going to say imply because I don't want to throw a, bro- a cast a broad <laughs> thing. But it's it's something that is coming to be expected because yeah. it, it's 
it's happened a few times, and that's usually the story that's told. So you being an athlete, mm-hmm. why didn't you get a white woman? Because I didn't. Because that's your don't. child. You have a sister. Yeah, I don't. Shout uh, out to Graham. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I just never. My mother and always. And that shout out black the black family. Love yeah, it. my mother always just instilled in me like black love. My parents was black love. Like yeah. I, I was raised in a black house. You know, picture of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and all these black people. My father used to make me do book reports, not only just during Black History, but every month I just had right. to pick a different black person okay. to do. A, so when you do that, you start to realize you still slept with. Wow, that motherfucker still. Huh? Really, and you still found time to really sleep with. Read from the um, same book, but but it's because That's I didn't understand. Like I have a white grandmother. Like my my dad's mother is white, so Yo, I don't. Whoa. Yeah, I don't have a like. I don't have that. Like my my dad's mother's family still owns. I'm sorry, a, I want that as a sound. Wow, yeah. whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like my great grandfather owned a plantation, so my 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 white her white brothers and sisters that are just all white still own that that plantation. So. I don't, mm. you know, my gra- I have great aunts and shit that still own the plantation that my great grandfather owned. Own the plantation. Yeah, so um, I I don't have, and even with that, like my grandfather is blacker than blacker than his iPhone. So <laughs> I don't. Her husband is blacker than his iPhone. So what you want me to tell you, sir? Like I don't own the plantation. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's just it ain't nobody still working on it no more. I promise. No, I mean, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's just a plot of land now, but it was a plantation. Like they just didn't like let the down land in Georgia go. or something. Nah, it's in New Orleans. I mean, like okay. right outside New Orleans, in Louisiana. But um, yeah, she's French quarters, all that. Like okay. they from so. But yeah, like for me, we didn't grow up with that in our in our family. We didn't grow up with oh, this is color struck or nothing. Like you just, I got cousins, light skin, white, black, everything. So I'm I can't be. I don't get caught up in it. I just, I just, I, I, I acknowledge and I understand the power of it. I just don't let it control me. I don't let the power right. of it control me. I still define what I'm gonna, what characteristics I'm gonna judge a person off of. And if I meet somebody and they just don't mesh with those characteristics, or we not aligned on how we choose how to look at each other, then I'm gonna just move on. No, I mean, now I do judge people on how they are. Cause like I said, it was because this past week it was a white man that, that helped me out with my situation, me being in the hospital. So I'm that's what I'm, I'm cool with some white people I am, but as far as dating, I just no. I'm just speaking of I'm yeah. Uh, to me, that's I'm what just I'm saying. Interested. I'm saying like romance, intimacy, any of yeah. that. Like to me, it's not a it's not a um it's not about like to me it's a it set ain't of about qualities. color, but yeah. but it's about it's not about color, but I just and like it's just me. I just don't trust them enough to do that. Yeah, for me, this was my whole thing though. Like how you say that. I used to be like that. I just didn't trust people in general. So what I had oh, yeah. started to realize was I would make people jump through so I was making people jump through additional hoops. And by the time gang, by the time they were finally through all of the hoops that I had needed them to jump through for me to you trust them, tired. they was tired and didn't want to deal with me no more. And then all of a sudden at that point I was like, Wait, but I want you around and I love you And they was like, Nah, but you just be on that bullshit and that made me be like, Oh, these people are so cold and so hard. I mean, but, I, but, but it was really I shit get that, that I, I have trust yeah. issues. I ain't never made anybody jump through no damn hoops, but I got trust issues too. No, just, sometimes you don't realize you're making people jump through no hoops, but when they trying to knock down that wall and earn your trust, a lot of that shit oh, is okay. unnecessary shit and be shit that's going around. You be like, hey, motherfucker, come on now. As a person who's, as a person who understands that I have trust issues and a person who's had to earn the trust of other people who have trust issues, it's certain things that I be realizing. It's like, yo, my nigga, come on now. You're you doing too much. And it's sometimes that's both ways, though. It's in those people and it's in myself that I realized that I was making people go through some serious. Like some of my best friends, like guys, my homeboys and shit, like they be like, nigga, do you know 
we was gonna like how much shit we had to go through before we was really really like cool, it's cool with you yeah like and i was just like they was like nigga why and i'd be like i'd be having to make at a certain point in my life i had to make sure everybody around me was willing to handle business the way i handled business so okay. before i could let you be around me i had to see and know that you was gonna handle business I like that you you so that that was just my thing but it was just because how extreme my life was how i was asking people to handle business for some people was kind of a shock and they was just like dog you just you doing too much and when that would happen, I would be like, fuck you, you bitch-ass nigga. You're just not trying to be my friend. You're not just trying to hold me down and be wow, real. Wow, that makes it sound like I just have reckless abandon. Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm... I have You can no, use... You I can take that no and apply it to whoever you want, however you want. What <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you is the level of extremes and just my situation. But uh, but, but that's... But me, I mean, because like, I take the word friend friendship seriously. Without a doubt. Like, you just can't... Like, I know... Because people always say, Kyrie, damn, you know a lot of people. You friends of... No. no. Got a lot of social... I know a lot social. of people. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not friends with everybody. No, without a doubt. Like, it's not a lot of people. Like, my best friend, when he came on the show and I told a story, I knew... We had been friends for a long time, but I knew we were best friends when he had came. He was, he was living out here at the time. He came back home one weekend. And a situation happened in the club. And... Uh, this dude was trying to fight me, but his friends. So it was four of us were in the only being two. They were trying to fight me because one of the dudes kept saying I was trying to holler his dude or whatever. So yeah, got you. Yeah, so they were trying to fight me, but my best friend st- was gonna fight me. And him was gonna fight his the, the whole crew. Mm-hmm. Well, the other two dudes that we was with, yeah, wasn't gonna do shit. I said, oh, I can rock with you forever. Yeah, that's we've been, and that's that was, we've been best friends since. Rock on him ever since. Yeah, more times than not, for me, the people that are close to me in my life is either I was about to fight with you or I was about to fight with like with you. Like either right. we was gonna fight <laughs> some gonna people fight each with, other, yeah, we was gonna right. fight each other, or we was gonna fight with each other. But and that's that's some that's my best friends. It's like him when I met this nigga. Like I met him with a group of people who didn't like me, but I didn't know how much they didn't like me. Wow. And so when they first when they finally told me like yo we we was going. I was like, damn, that's crazy because I was going to stab one of y'all. Like, somebody was going to go with me. So, like, the idea was probably was going to be TJ because he was probably going to be the first nigga that was going to swing on me. I'm a peaceful person, yo. At the time. <laughs> like, in this time in our life, like, but I always carry a knife. So, like, I was explaining to them niggas, like, yo, whoever would have been the first nigga to take off on me, he was going to get poked up. He was probably going to die. But the I don't re- understand. Well, I didn't know you back in the day. I, was like, I don't yeah. understand nobody not liking you because you cool as shit. Um, it was... Yeah, it was kind of one of like it was, the, it was the way we met. It was gonna be some nigga shit. Like, okay, not all of us had a reason not to like him. We just knew somebody, and they had somebody a story. was having dealings with somebody that I was having dealings with. Yeah, and they thought we was having the same the type of deal. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he was he was one of they. He was in a group of friends, mm-hmm. and I was I had had dealings with somebody he he was ha- currently yeah, having yeah, dealings yeah. with, and I was coming down to the college where they both was, and she was telling him like, oh, this like because I was best friend. So he was like, oh, best friend. She was like, best friend is coming down. And this nigga like, oh, best friend, huh? So he like, nigga, I'm going to let best friend know that best friend. Like, she got a new man and all that. So See, they, that's that insecure shit. But I get it. No, no, it wasn't insecure because what he thought was happening was happening. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, it was happening. It wasn't even, it was a bad, bad. it was just a bad situation. Yeah, but like, it just yeah. turned out like, fuck around to be like, oh, yeah, this nigga cool. Yeah. Right. This nigga's like, cool. And look at us now. Yeah, it was just a bunch yes. of real niggas end up running into each other, and despite the situation, real niggas still just up. linked up. But it was one, like, after we became cool and becoming real niggas, they finally decided to tell me, like, yo, this is going to happen here. And I was like, yeah, whoever been that first nigga, he was going to die, though. And y'all was going to over pussy. Not what? over pussy. It was more of a disrespect. Because it... 
a, repu- no, a reputation pre- like my reputation preceded me of who I was out here, and mm-hmm. that was anticipated that niggas was gonna that I was gonna bring that energy down there. Okay, like who I was out here, I was trying to escape, so I was going to really be on some regular cool shit. But the idea of who I was and what I was out here was preceding me and was going to land was landing me in trouble with people before I had even got Stories there. Stories like because they was bracing for a war that wasn't that I wasn't even trying to come with. Right. Like, Stories so like this like always remind okay. me of how like you could just progress because college me was dumb because there's a lot of aspects and he's probably 100 percent right because i didn't need all those aspects i was in college you just needed to give me a direction i didn't really take yeah. i was there i wasn't with no planning i was like where are we going who are we doing it so today? that's what i'm saying tj probably would have been the first one to run up to know who he was back then to know the situation i I'm, can't even see it because like he's he's so peaceful yeah like i'm both of us now but back in the day like we always tell people it was a different story so for me I, and, and i'm not like i was telling people i was telling my cousins last night because it was at the house we was me and mac and Ben was at the house mm-hmm. last night so we was talking and i was telling them niggas like I, I, I've never considered myself a gangster. I always say, like, I'm I'm pussy. Like, I'm I'm scary as shit. So I'm always going to the extreme with situations because I don't ever want to leave it in anybody else's hands for me to, like, you know. So if you tell me that you're going to do this to me or if I start to sense something, I'm going, like, I'm going to hunt it. So yeah. don't, don't play 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 with me, like, because you're going to lose because I'm going to hunt it as soon as I find out we in a situation. So that's why I was just like, if I would have seen in a situation where I would have, like, if he wouldn't have knocked me out with the first punch and I would have had a chance to regain myself and realize I was being jumped. And now that now that's some pussy shit to jump. I think to jump somebody. Uh, I've always thought it that. is. I've always thought that. Yeah. I've never, really I've never been, been jumped in my life. I've yeah. never been, like, a jumper. That's why, like, I was whenever niggas talked about it, I was like, I can go. But I was like, we're not going to jump nobody. Like, you I could what? just go. I've, I've, never, I've never been a... Um, it was very few situations in my life that I encountered back like in those days where it was like I had a situation with somebody who was a singular person. It was more times than not a group of people versus a group of people. So That's if we caught you, we understood that you wasn't going to be by yourself. So we was always all ready to fight because it was never the idea that we was beefing with one person. And when we find this one person, we're going to do this to him. It was normally like we beefing with them group of niggas. And just how we all roll two, three, four, five deep all the time, they always roll two, three, four, five deep. Okay. So it was never a jumping. It was more of a group fight. And there has been yeah. situations where you've been the last nigga to exit the fight. And, like, you, you get what I'm saying. It's five yeah. versus five. And... We done whooped now, on four fair. niggas' ass, right, and they done left you. You just the last nigga to be able to get up and run out the circle. So it is five niggas on your ass right now. And, and then then I, that's, that's different than jumping. Like, that's just you was the last nigga to get out the group fight. And we used to kind of run it like, I'll go with you just to make sure nobody touches you. Yeah. But you going to run the you Yeah, run the we would literally up. just yeah. make sure that niggas was around to run. And what more times than not will be is like, Somebody on the losing sides person would jump in and be like, "Nah, you're not finna do my friend like that." And then that would start. Well, you broke the, the rule. The big, okay, I get that. Yeah. Like, like you, that, that day in the club, my best friend was like, you know, because he saw what was. Yeah. Like, and like, I'm sure your best friend was like, if you wanna, if you wanna do a head up with him, yeah, I can go ahead and right. get y'all situation yeah. off. But, but if y'all, anybody y'all else, jump him, yeah. exactly, I'm not gonna jump him. So yeah. it's more times than not. My situations, I, it's very rare that I've had a situation with a person that was just like, oh, it's. Me versus Kyrie. Like, Kyrie don't like Eric, and we finna go. It's very rarely in my life been there. I've, okay. I haven't had many problems with people personally myself. Yeah, yeah. I've, it's more times than I like. My my position in, certain, in, a, in my group of friends has made me be the person that comes into things. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Cause <laughs> yeah. I've never been approached by a motherfucker. Like, me and my friends have never been approached by a person who was a singular person. Like, it's never been any, because we always roll. I've always had groups of friends, so... 
Um, I've never had a person just singularly try to walk up and be like, I want to fight TJ. It's just like you didn't think that was going to turn out this good, is, so you just didn't approach it unless you had a group of people with you. Right. This okay. moderate trip down memory lane is hilarious because <laughs> I just think about times like like he said, like you know, like either I'm fighting with you or I'm fighting. It was not even just on fight shit, just on people have lived lives. I have no, I'm really the most regular nigga, and I would be the first nigga EJ be like, hey, you need to, I'm here. Yeah. And it'd be groups of niggas like, what do you, honestly, I go to class. There's no real reason, for, like, if so, you want to be, and I've always, I've always been that, that aspect of me, I've always been, I'm not gonna lie to you, nigga, like, I don't wanna, I, there's no reason for me to be here, I just have a uncanny ability to be loyal to friends, so right. whatever we're doing or TJ's not doing. essentially trying to tell, he's been in a room, holding me down, he's been in a room with some really sketchy characters. This was, and to me, like, the it's funniest really shit smooth. about, like, him and, like, parents is EJ said this shit one time, and my mother fell out laughing. And I was like, you're not supposed to laugh. You raised me. She, like, he we, like he came to the house, and we was all just kicking it. And he told my mom, she's like, you know what? This nigga really is just a uh, tray if he didn't get out the car. And my mother fell out. And I was like, hey, man, like, that's, that's what kind it, of fucking man. family shit is dynamic <laughs> is this shit? It's shit. Her ass, she took it like, I ain't raised no bitches. I was like, we're professionals. This, <laughs> yeah. this is a professional household. Yeah, so for me, man, that's that's just kind of been it. It's always been like. And because it's been that, I've had friends like TJ, and I've had friends that were, I used to have to always talk them off the ledge, quote unquote. Mm. So it was just always varying groups of people. And there's mm. been situations where I would get into personally that now all those people like um, come together like Voltron. And, and That's cool. It, but That's cool. in that room, it's so many varying personalities. TJ is like, oh, yeah, I'm a therapist, and I work here. And other people are like, oh, yeah, I just do this for a living. <laughs> and he's like, you do this for a living? They yeah, my favorite I do people. this for a living. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I guess, yeah, it pays <laughs> good. Like they just, like you know, what I'm saying. So it's it's just it's just different. It's just different. And I think, I don't know. I've tested the nigga loyalty a lot, often. <laughs> oh often. no, when he was going through that shit, he said that's all 100 percent shit. Oh no, but yeah. there were just moments in that I think also where I was maybe too dumb to see this is a <laughs> like, you be testing people. I just was like. Can we eat at some point <laughs> yeah, while we out here? I know whatever. Well, I don't care. I'm just really hungry. I think it was that time in your life where you need a little bit of excitement. Like, you go through your early, late late teens, early 20s, and even mid-20s. There's just some part of it. Like, when you look back at that stuff as a 30-year-old adult, you'd be like, oh, my God, I would never do that. Like, do y'all understand the level or the gravity of trouble we was in at that moment? And just we thought it was fun. But from then to now, it's called growth. Yeah, and I think now with the growth, we understand what we were really in and what we were really doing at those moments. But for me, that took a lot of things. Nigga, a lot of Let me say something. The feds came and got me at work one time. Ooh. <laughs> that ain't fun. Nigga. That's the best story. Nigga. When I, I'm talking about the niggas that come in the men in black suits. Oh, that shit. They came to get me from work one time. That is the type of shit that, in my mind, when I left, like, I laughed. After I left the meeting with him, like, I was I was cracking the fuck up. And I was just like, yo. But now when I think back, I get scared now more than I did at that moment. Because at 30, I understand. I'll be turning 30 what this could have happened. Exactly. I understand the gravity of the situation. Back then, I thought it was cool because it was like the movies. And I was like, ah, the feds just came. Ain't ah, nothing, ain't nothing be kicked up. Ah. About, about the feds. Yeah, I'm doing shit that I seen in the movies. I'm putting my feet in the other chair and shit. Like, I'm doing that. While the, this nigga's like, get your feet out the fucking chair. What are you doing? 
He was like, do you understand? You finna go to jail. I'm like, he's like, prison. You going to prison. <laughs> I'm like, huh? He's sitting there like Anthony Anderson off Transformers. I'm going to eat all these donuts. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. in here like, you know, we in the back of my job. They came and pulled me into like this back office at work. I'm thinking like, oh, this is. I'm like, you taking the- it as a joke. Yeah, they like, we from the da 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 da. I'm like, oh, really? Ha. I'm kicking up my feet like. Saying shit that I've ain't heard in movies. Funny, ain't nothing. I've never. Ain't nothing funny about the feds. Nigga, I'm talking to the nigga. I said, I want my lawyer. He said, nigga, this is not that part. <laughs> I, said, I said, what? He said, this is not that part. I said, oh. He said, we not asking you for that. He said, you don't. He said, this is not the movies. <laughs> he said, nigga, you better tell me where and who and when and why and how and what. Nigga, you better say it right now, too. Shit, they, I was they like, huh? your, They ain't had your phone tap. Nah, I, it was. I'll explain no. it off air. It was. I was young and dumb. It was a sloppy situation. I, was, I just said it because like that's happened to me. They didn't so. need to. They oh, didn't did need that to. That's to how me. bad it was. That's how bad it was that I was doing some shit right in front of their face, and because I was doing it so Niggas in front. Was aggressive. Man, look. Let me young. just. Uh, yeah. This is aggressive youth. Like. Yeah. This it's the so. Way they it's shit like. Yo. It's really was, like you know how you so young and dumb that you just so happen to get through it. Like you just happen to like through a situation because you so dumb that you you a dumb motherfucker you and you so and dumb that they can't even get you they like this nigga too dumb to even get he done he did dumb shit on top of dumb shit on top of dumb shit and now we can't even get him because he did so much dumb shit we gotta let him go <laughs> but I, I wasn't young i was 32 that's still young that's still young I was thirty two, yeah. So yeah, I wish I, I wish if your mama's advice would have came handy then watch who you mix paint with. Yeah, watch who because you mix it wasn't because of course it wasn't me. I don't I ain't the only I've never done anything but see I sold weed, that was it. But because of who I, I was, was mixing who I was with. dealing with at the time, yeah, then my phone got tapped. So <laughs> and it yeah. was funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I said the feds ain't they ain't they ain't they ain't no joke. No, they don't come in a nice way. Like when they come, they come no, they come no joke. full force. Have you? Do you guys? Okay, so there's. A, do you know who jo, uh, Joey do? Jo, yeah, sipping. Yeah, yeah. Shit. yeah remix. <laughs> <laughs> My tongue got tired in the night right there, nigga. Do you know who Joey Diaz, the comedian, is? Yes. I can Google him. Okay, when you leave here, Google him. Joey Diaz talks about. Um, He's a comedian, but he talks about his life and mostly his experiences and stories and shit. So he talks about his godmother, who's a Puerto Rican woman, who's kind of like your complexion. He always says she's like a brown-skinned Puerto Rican. She was Afro-Latino. And talks about Santeria. Like, talks about the the, scent, the practice of it. Mm-hmm. And, um... Ooh, excuse me. Talks about how... How we it just it just when we talked about mixing paint and how you talked about your dealings with somebody and how it got you in trouble, it made me think of that. We're closing the show, so it's just gonna be a random topic real quick. <laughs> oh, no, you, have you guys got, got like basically what it was for him, it was like Santeria basically showed him the spirit showed him that he should never do business showed him certain things. One of the things was you should never do any business dealings where it's you and two other people. You can you can't do anything in threes. So like if he's doing um, um, crime or something he, or something that'll get him in trouble he'll never do it in threes because one of those two people will tell on him but that was what he learned through Santeria like in, in the palm readings and all that um, do you guys have like superstitions of at all that you carry in, in your life that you don't do for any type of reason or experience or anything like that not that I can think of I know that there's something. I Where you be like, I don't go to clubs off Manchester because there's a club got shot or something. Like, <laughs> uh, dude, just whatever uh, it is, nigga. Like, do you have certain things that you now don't do because of the experiences of something or the ideas of something? Like, something that you staunchly 
can remember. Not okay. something. I'm not talking about like that one time where like. You fuck somebody and you kept coughing and you couldn't realize why you was coughing. <laughs> and then you'd be like, please, God, if you help me, I will never do this again. And, and it, No, not that, because we all know you still did it. That shit that you really, like, you one time, you was like, no. I don't think I do. Like, I'm staunch. Like, he ended up do, he ended up doing a, a, a deal with three people. It was it was a drug deal going wrong, and he ended up doing seven years in jail behind Ooh. it. And that was the thing. After he knew, knew not to. But he's tried to fight it. And, and that's where he ended up because See? he knew it. His saints told him and he knew it. But have you ever had something where you've ever, like, you've known or you've been told, like, hey, if you you go and you still, still, still. still did it. It was like, fuck it. I'm immune to it. I'm going to do it. And then you end, like, fuck. Regret it. Something happened. Yeah. Like, do you have anything? Can you, can anybody? I don't know if it's, su- I don't know if it's, like, superstitious shit, though. Like. Not superstitious. I'm not going to say superstitious. Just something you might have learned a lesson from or something you've been told not to do. I ain't even got to be superstitious. Just like my mom always raised me not to. My granny always told me to never. No, nothing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but it's the usual shit. Just never like, say, you yeah. know. Never say never. What's, what's something you've taken from an experience in your life that you really consider a lesson? Like, that you always, always abide by? Well, it's kind of, oh, it's kind of the stuff we talked about before. Like, I am, like, a staunch believer in change. I'm staunchly on, like, nah, balancing fuck that, my fuck life. Fuck that. Fuck that. Not that. Not yeah, that. see, like, that's, that's where, that's where no, I'm nigga, at. Nigga, like. I mean, like, I don't do this with these type of this. Like, these type of, okay. Like, or I don't do this because, like, I had this, and I don't, I'll never again. Like, do you, <laughs> that's, that's the shit I'm talking about right there. I don't like Kyrie no. had an experience where his phone got tapped, so now he'll be like, "I'll never ever deal with another dude who dabble in this." Oh, well, that's not true. Cause no, I'm not saying <laughs> that. I was just an example. I'm just I was, that was just something uh, I had consequence right. in. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Hey, I'm trying to make it not wordy because I'm thinking of it as it comes together, like something that I've experienced that I don't want to go through again, or like I've learned that lesson. Yeah. Well, no, okay, I will use that. Yeah, I don't deal with. I can't that Even if you break it. Okay. Um, I don't deal with street dudes because of that reason. Okay. Mine would be like what we talk about, like, and you know, I don't necessarily want to deal with the unaccountable. Like those who cannot check. Yeah, That's see, so like, broad. Like, I'm trying to. Like, not, for me, I, I, okay. So, like, for I'm me, trying like not to one make that it broad, but I'm trying not to be specific of that person. Love them, but I had told myself at one point, I'm, I, I got to stop bisexual women. Like something like that. It's like she ah, dumped nah. you for a chick. Nope, not at all. Just I've I've realized that the balancing of their emotions is too much of a pendulum, and it just swings both ways and it cuts both ways. But it's like the expectation for emotional responses that come with like they want the idea of a man aesthetically in a certain, in my experience, aesthetically in a certain you know aspects. But then the emotional response is always that of a woman that's wanted, and I just never had that balance. That's like confusion. Exactly. So I committed to never dealing with. Him. I never, com- I never kept that commitment to myself. But <laughs> yeah, see, I don't know if I had it. I mean, I technically, technically, that person falls in that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, no, you said it. You said it, but you I mean, said but it. it's still pretty broad, though. Like, it yeah, does, it's, it's, it accountability is broad. a broad thing to me. Like, like I'm not yeah, gonna deal with nobody. But, like, but, but, but you are speaking on a specific. Yeah, just people, yeah. and I, and I'm not saying like necessarily within the relationship. Just like being able to, well, being able to be accountable for. Your part in your situations, like not so self accountability. Take account, yeah. take account for your bullshit. like not like like. Granted, there are certain things that will um, 
you know, that are outside of your control. Somebody did that to you. But in every situation, I personally, but I know this is my own personal thing that I have to not put on. Maybe it's that, not put my own personal views on people because I'm always like, in anything bad, my first instinct now is to look at what part of that did I contribute to and not always that. Because I kind of mm. ended up, I've ended up as the person like, okay, this is bad happening to you and it is my job to sit here and listen to your bad thing instead of going, all right, my nigga, that's your fault, though. Like, we've been sitting here for 20 minutes listening to you <laughs> yell about, yeah, like, yell about whatever. Like, I, like, I guess I think being that's an enabler. You, I think that comes That might from. be it. Not, be, not, be not a, being an enabler. But I think that being an enabler. Okay, so and I always, fuck it. We're talking veil, about you yeah, on this Being one. a veil of love. I hate to do this. I always Why? say that comes from low-hanging fruit, though. I always say that he has, he has a tendency at times to pick low-hanging fruit. Sometimes because he doesn't always want to, because he doesn't force himself to take a certain level of accountability, he now has to enforce that on his partner. If you would, if he would just take a certain level of accountability of upfront realizing certain things about people, then he wouldn't later have to force that level of accountability on them. If he would have just accepted it himself earlier, you get what I'm saying? Like, like what what he's like to me. Like like, he's a therapist by profession. His profession is to help people. His livelihood, his purpose is to help people. But you have to know when to take that and leave it in your career, and then take it in your. Because I'm about to like about to put a plug. Will posted some shit about that. It was kind of in the sense of like Will Will posted some shit the other day, like you being so much of a person, you think it's your obligation to help and fix others that you bring bad you shit bring into your, to you. Yeah. yeah, and so like and, oh. and like for me sometimes like it'll be like that'll be my version of because that's that's kind of like one of my I've learned like that's one of my like I'm not exactly as much as I talk on here. I'm not the honey booby bear, but like my way of giving to my partner is I can help with that. Like I can. Like, I'm still, like, not traditional man as I go out and, like, I'm not putting together no engine. But I can, I, I want to, I can fix this. You give me a problem, then I'm going to be able to, like, that's how I work. He might not go put his hands on the engines, but he'll find the resources of someone who's going to come yeah. put their hands on your engine. But I'll do that at can. every level. Right. So if you but give you me. Because you, you can't help everybody. Yes, yeah. but it's, so if you give me an emotional thing, I can see what the issue is. Like, oh, you, like we talked about earlier, you might need to go talk to your mother. Your father. Like, I can, I can do that for you. Like, okay, cool, because I did that. But. If you're not ready, it's either I got to shit or get off. The, and I'll sit there with that. Okay. So I don't want anybody else think I'm out here dating bitches with one eye. But <laughs> some of you motherfuckers out here that are, you know, like, oh, man, she not a toxic piece of shit, man. She um just going through. Like, I might, I, I'll fuck around and yeah, do that. He'll, he'll if do I that, fuck yeah. with you, if I, if I end up fucking with you, I'm down for like, all right, cool. Like, I can, we can, I can help you build through this shit. I give people the same respect that I would want given. So if we're going to build, then we can, that's part of the get down. But you don't want to build her up. And build this. That's my. That would. That would be the issue he's talking about. I've. Oh. I've been in a. I've been in a situation before where it's like that's double work. Exactly. Oh okay. Yeah, that's that's his point. So now you're committed to not building up a person. Not without them being able to do it. Them like you learn yeah, you from your partner, but yourself. you have to. Right. You, you have to build you. Yourself. Like to me, I, I always believe that, that. Like if you build yourself up, motherfuckers is not going to even approach you with certain shit. Yeah, that's the same way niggas see women on Instagram or people on Instagram. Be like, ooh, they got ten thousand followers. I'm not going to DM them because they're not going to respond or they're not even going to see me because mm-hmm. of all of the the, the offers they're fielding. Like bullshit going to eliminate itself once you solidify right. who you are. That's funny. All the offers. What you offering in the DM? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I mean, offer for a date. Whatever you about to offer, somebody else is offering. Even if it's hey, how you doing? The conversation that you about to offer, somebody else is offering that same fucking conversation to somebody. Like that's don't ever think you the only motherfucker trying to say oh hi. My to God, somebody. you want to be our brand yeah, ambassador? Like, yeah. Like, don't ever think you the only nigga that's saying hi to somebody. 
Don't ever think that. So that's my whole point is that more times than not, that's that same just, level of intimidation that, that like I want niggas to hear that twice. Like you are not it's not just like what you just said. Niggas just gotta hear that twice. Yeah, you're not the only motherfucker saying hi to somebody. I right. can't believe she out here talk Yes, nigga. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Niggas be failing to realize that shit. Like just cause you live in LA, you fail to realize like it's three hundred million other Bruh. motherfuckers in America and now all of them got the internet. So that means it's three hundred <laughs> motherfuckers, three hundred million motherfuckers that got access to yo bitch. One hundred fact. Yo man's. And Yo, post, woman. And if they posting, and as if they if they if they breathe, nigga, they gonna find them. Because yeah. it could be a Facebook, an Instagram, a Twitter, a DM, whatever the fuck you want to. It's yeah. So, but my whole point is this: when you like, I always look at stuff, and um, I don't know. One time, I think me and my girl was watching like uh, um, one of them reality shows, and somebody threw a drink on somebody. And it was, she asked me, she was like, what would you do if somebody threw a drink on you? Love and I, about basketball, wow. Yeah, something like that. And they threw a drink. And she was like, what would you do if somebody that threw a shit. drink on you? I said nothing because I don't have the energy of a nigga you could throw a drink on. Like, I'm not, I don't even have the energy of a nigga that you're going to throw a drink on. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. not even the energy that EJ going right. to give you. Like, ain't no nigga finna look at EJ like, I'm finna throw this drink on this nigga. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it's a trip. Because at the same no. time, I've had conversations with him and other, other niggas. And, like, shit like that will come up. Be like, man, that shit crazy when it happened. I'd be like, how the fuck that ever happened to you? Yeah. You don't even know. I'm like, I don't, nigga. Like, right. what like is certain that even do, Yeah, like, well, that's just a level of disrespect that you you just. To me, in my opinion, that's a level of disrespect that somebody is displaying towards you. And to me, in my head, I don't think nobody could ever feel like get that low on a respect meter for me, no matter what our clash is. Yeah. Like I've had niggas that I really was like, first off, I'm not going to war with you if we if I don't respect you. If I don't respect you and I don't find you formidable as somebody I'm to go to war. So yeah, I'm not even gonna talk to you. I'm not even gonna have no dealings right. with you. So my whole thing is before I even go to war with you, I gotta have some level of respect for you. So if I'm a nigga that you'll throw a drink on, I mean you have the most minimal amount of respect for me possible. And it's nobody that I'm ever gonna encounter that's gonna have the most minimal amount <laughs> of respect. But for me, I will take the drink in my face before somebody spit on me. No, I'm not you're not gonna do none of that. Yeah, yeah, oh, not, none of that, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the yeah. type of nigga that if you go in the world, you better respect me. At, at minimum, you better punch me. At minimum, you better punch me. However you want to start this off, at minimum, it better be a punch. But throwing drinks, I thought chicks did that. Dudes throwing drinks now? I'm, I'm just, no, I, oh. they not, it was just a, a question. You know how something just happened right. on TV okay. and you like, hey, if you yeah. fail or if you uh, was climbing a mountain yeah. or if you was driving was a car fast. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was just on some shit like that. Yeah, that's why I kept checking the time. Right. But yeah. You know, oh, um, shit, this is a very random. Uh, Ky- Kyrie, thank you, man. I appreciate you. Nah, bro, Kyrie, Kyrie the most reliable nigga. I've oh, come on, man. Set your watch Kyrie. by this nigga, man. Shit, boy. So we appreciate you coming through. I'm sorry that I was late, y'all, but you know, life be happening and shit. Nigga. But, uh, niggas, you know what I'm saying? Niggas, y'all, shit, this was dope shit, nigga. Dick is a shaking bike. Shaking bike, Shake bike. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it real pimping out here. The ghost of Robert Beck man, lives in your boy. Shit. What was the song you started off with? Nigga, that was. I didn't listen to it. Oh, I, I, that was yeah. There's so much good music. Ah, I wanted you to play Sumi. Next episode, uh, we starting off with Sumi because that was just my energy. Oh no, that's what we started off. With. Oh, you started off with Sumi, brother. Come on, man. I'm saying. All right, all right, y'all. Nigga, that's, that's all right. Thank y'all for man. having me. Come just on, a dope ass podcast, man. Hit it, hit it with it.